Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. Let's have a mentality change starting now on the right. What am I talking about? I will tell you in a second. Let me just say I was doing some thinking about Biden and the administration and all the stuff, and I cannot tell you how much I admire it, how much I am impressed with Joe Biden and his administration, and how much we must do the same. You're saying, what are you talking about? I will tell you in about 30 seconds. Give me just a brief moment. We have Michael Malice coming up an hour and a half from now, back by popular demand. I didn't banish him from the show. Everyone loves him. He was moving. He's moving from New York to Texas. His girlfriend, his long story. I think he even did a stint in the hospital. But our favorite anarchist, that kook Michael Malice, is coming back in. I have a ton to say tonight about Mark Milley. We have vaccine mandate stuff. Do we actually care about women in this society and much, 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 much more? But let's address the elephant in the room. No, I'm not talking about a feminist rally. Let's address the elephant in the room before I get going. Do you did you hear what Joe Biden had to say today about Mark Milley? But before you play it, just let's just remember, let's set this up. Mark Milley is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Okay, that's that's like really important. That's 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 fairly that's fairly important. And as chairman of the Joint Chiefs under Donald Trump, Mark Milley reached out to our mortal enemy, China, and told them that he would tell them before we attacked. He would give away our battle plan to our enemy before we attacked. That's what he told our Chinese counterpart. That's high treason. Easily. That's that's life in prison, if not the death penalty, if it's permitted by law. It's that big of a deal. That's a big of, how big of a deal high treason is. Joe Biden, the commander-in-chief, was asked about this today, and his response was so perfect. Here's what Joe Biden said. Sir, thank did you General Milley do the right thing, sir? Thank you, General Milley do the right thing? I have great confidence in General Milley. Jesse, what are you talking about, perfect? What do you, what do you mean, Perfect. Jesse, he, he's not going to take responsibility for it. He's not, He's going to let him get away with it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. It's much worse than he's going to get away with it. You know Mark Milley's going to end up making a fortune off this, right? Mark Milley is a, is a, is a servant of the system. If he doesn't already, he will very shortly, I guarantee you, have a book deal signed. Probably make five, six million dollars. It'll have some title on there that will make you want to put your head through the desk something like courage to act or something like that chris do me a favor mark that spot on the show down because if the guy does come out with a book and it's called courage to act i'm going to be obnoxious about it <laughs> but what am i talking about jesse why is this good i'm ready to murder somebody what's good it's not good because we're supportive of what biden is doing we're supportive of Millie. We're supportive of the communists. It's not good for any of those reasons. It's good because you and I must completely change our mentality. We must completely change the way we do politics or we are finished. We have spent 100 years losing to the left. Losing ground and losing ground and losing ground. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why you've never once taken one inch back federally in a century? A century. Half the country thinks like you think. 
They want what you want. And in a century, you've never taken an inch back. You've only lost ground. Do you know why? You play defense. They play offense. Let's just, let's just go over just a couple things, just, just the past couple weeks of the Biden administration, how brilliant it is and how we must do likewise. Joe Biden's administration in just the past couple weeks, well, he yanked all our people out of Afghanistan immediately. Okay, country collapses to the Taliban. Did Joe Biden apologize for that? Nope. He sent some troops back in, uh, tried to secure an airport, and 13 of our American warriors got incinerated by an ISIS suicide bomber. Did Joe Biden apologize? Did he slow down? Did he back off? Nope. He still said, I'm pulling out. And during this entire time, we're freaking out, right? You can't pull out. This is a disaster. Biden said, I'm freaking out. What are you talking about? He pulls our people out, and then in response to 13 American warriors getting killed, what was Joe Biden's response? He incinerated a family of 10, including an aid worker and small children who worked for the United States of America and were probably going to come here on a visa. He incinerated them with the drone strike. That's a war crime, by the way. Did he apologize? Did he resign? Did he back off? Nope. Joe Biden went right into the next thing. What was the next thing? A vaccine mandate for America. Completely illegal. The most tyrannical thing any president has done since FDR threw the Japanese people in internment camps. We can probably say that. Did Joe Biden stop, slow down, rein it in, apologize? Nope. Didn't miss a beat. Right on to the next thing. Right on to the next thing. He's now working on a $3.5 trillion bill that has everything the left has ever wanted in it. And the only thing standing between you and me and that bill's passage is the only thing standing between you and me and that bill's passage is two Democrat senators, Manchin and Cinema. This is all very frustrating, isn't it? You feel overwhelmed. And then today, Millie, Millie gets discovered as being a you know high treason. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. He should be worrying about the firing squad. Instead, he gets a vote of confidence from the president of the United States. Millie has already said he's not going to resign. He did not even deny. He put out a public statement, didn't even deny what they said. So he did it, didn't deny it, and he's moving right along. You're sitting there right now, just like I am, and how do we feel? How do we feel at this moment? We feel completely overwhelmed. They're just, it just keeps coming and there's bad news and there's, there's more bad news and oh my goodness, there's more bad news and there's something else and hold on, hold on, you can't bring something else. We're still trying to address the last thing. Why aren't we talking about, we've just moved on. To... That's intentional. That's why they win. That's why we lose. We, on the right, because we've been so conditioned, I don't know, infected with some soft, non-biblical version of Christianity. I don't know what the reason is. Whether it's religious, I don't know. But the right feels like it should, well, I want to do this. Oh, okay, maybe not too much. Uh, Just a little bit. I'll I'll do a little bit of it. Can I tiptoe up to the line? Are you guys going to be too mad? Okay, I'm tiptoeing. Okay, I, I did it. I did it. Ooh, how mad are you? Okay, I better I better stop. I'll do some press conferences. No, we can't. Gosh, oh my gosh, guys, we can't do any more. We have midterms coming up. We people are really mad. I have to answer some hard questions. I can't I can't do any more. That's how the right operates. 
How do the communists operate? Offense all day long. I don't care that you're mad. Good. Here's something else to make you matter. Oh, you're mad about that too? Good. Here's something else to make you matter. Oh, you're really mad about that? Good. Here's 10 more things to make you matter. Here's everything you hate. Choke on it at once. Us? We're trying to be nice. That's why they win and we lose. Texas just recently passed a pro-life bill. Wonderful bill, by the way. Totally support it and support everything they've done. Okay. Why weren't there 10 more bills the next 10 days making them just as mad as the pro-life bill? Okay, good. Here's a gun bill. Here's a tax cut. Here's a, a border security bill. Here's a this, here's a that. If for no other reason than to overwhelm them and make them mad. Put them on their heels. Make them feel overwhelmed. Make them feel surrounded. Enough tiptoeing. Enough, are you sure someone might get mad about this? Those days must stop now. Now. Hate Joe Biden all you want. I do. Hate these communists all you want. And I most definitely do. Learn from them. Learn from them. They're winning. We're losing. We must change our mentality. It's going to be a great show tonight. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. First, Oxford Gold Group. You know these times are a little bit crazy, to put it mildly. Is that is that putting it as mild as I can? And I know we joke about the Oracle stuff, but I, I genuinely don't know what the future is going to bring. I, I know it's probably nothing great, especially financially. Get some real gold in your possession. Call Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. I'm telling you, I send friend, friends and family members to Oxford Gold Group. I know them personally. They have the reputation they have for a reason. There's not going to be some high-pressure sales. It's not going to be some difficult process to navigate through. They understand you don't know what you're doing probably yet. They will walk you through all of it. Just tell them Jesse told you to call. Call Oxford Gold Group today. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. For gold, you can hold. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and lest I forget, I can't believe I almost forgot this before we get back to fighting back and Millie and offense and all the other fun stuff. Tomorrow. Tomorrow we're doing something different. Remember, Fridays are normally Ask Dr. Jesse Fridays here on the world-famous and very important Jesse Kelly Show, Chris. (laughs) But this week, this week, my sons and I, We have to arm ourselves this Friday and go defend America. You see, we are being overwhelmed with doves. And if we don't put a stop to them, none of us will survive. So my sons and I, we are going to go and we're going to murder as many of those doves as humanly possible on behalf of your freedom so I won't be here this Friday. Don't worry, I'll be right back on Monday. That means I can't do Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Well, I understand that that is basically like, it's like food, water, and shelter for you. You need it to survive. What, Chris? So we're doing an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. That is tomorrow. Get your questions in now. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Or 
You know what? No, just get your questions in. Make sure you put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line. I'm considering, I think I probably am, going to do a trial run tomorrow of Ask Dr. Jesse phone calls. I have no faith this is going to work. And I mean zero faith. I'll just be hanging up on people all day long. But we might do a trial run. So get your questions in. Back to what we were talking about. I mean, we can't, we can't undersell the gravity of this situation. I mean, look, let's, let's go back. Let's, you know, let's rewind just a little bit more. I want you to play. This is a little bit long. This is Joe Biden, Blinken, Saki. This is, this is all the lies they told you about Afghanistan from January to July. Remember this? Remember all this? We'll not conduct a hasty rush to the exit. We'll do it. We'll do it responsibly, deliberately, and safely. Our embassy, of, of course, is is remaining there and a presence there as well. We're not withdrawing. We're staying. Uh, the embassy is staying. I met with uh, the Afghan government here in, in the White House in the Oval. I think they have the capacity to be able to sustain the government. Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No. No particular outcome, in our view, is inevitable. But there's no intention right now to close the embassy or to close all the diplomatic presence. The situation in Kabul is calm right now. The Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government. We are not going to walk away and not sustain their ability to maintain that force. All of it a lie. Every bit of it a lie. Now, you can be mad about those lies, and I am too. I I am too. You can be mad about those lies. But when all that turned out to be untrue and the disaster happened, did a single person in the Biden administration, Saki, Biden, Blinken, Davis, or or, uh, Davis, Austin, Millie, did a single person even indicate the slightest bit of remorse? Not one. They kept moving forward and moving forward and moving forward. You remember Blinken? You remember Blinken? A Secretary of State stands up and says, 80 billion in equipment. <laughs> it's gone. Approximately, what is the dollar value of the equipment that's been left behind that now the Taliban controls? What's the dollar value of that? Uh, Senator, I believe the uh, equipment provided over the last 20, well, a little less than 20 years, 15 years, it was about uh, $80 billion uh, of that equipment that, re- that remains. As you know, it was given uh, some I, I, I over the Afghan security forces. And, of course, uh, some of that is now in the hands of the Taliban. So, so- $80 billion. Oh, my goodness. The, 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 I mean, look, we moved right past that. To be honest, I did, too. How, who can keep up with all this stuff? $80 billion in weapons, in vehicles, in, in, in Amer- American equipment. We spent 20 years fighting these people and then just gave them an $80 billion military budget on the way out the door. That alone, that alone, that's impeachable. You could impeach the president of the United States on that. What about, what about the Americans, though? I mean, we don't even talk about that. We pulled up on purpose, packed up, and left hostages there for the Taliban, many of whom are still in Taliban hands. 
how many of them approximately, so we don't know the exact number, but, but how many legal permanent residents are, are we convinced are still in Afghanistan? We don't, we don't have an exact number, but it's in the I, But a, a round in number? In the thousands. Pardon? In the thousands. In the thousands. In the thousands. A, a, a shocking scandal. A scandal that would bring down a Republican president like this. Why? Not because of the media. I get that all the time. Uh, they have the media. Uh, we don't have the media. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not discounting the media. I'm really, really not discounting the media. I know it's powerful. I know it's a big deal to have the media. I, I understand that. I'm not discounting that. But you want to know why it would bring us down? Why Trump got impeached twice? Why, you don't want to know why? Because we slow down when the heat gets turned up. Oftentimes we stop. Sometimes we flat out backtrack. Oh, you're right. If this had been a Republican administration that pulled any of this off, you would still, you wouldn't have done anything else, by the way. There would have been nothing else done. Everything would have ground to a halt, and you would still have Republican presidents and spokesmen on TV every day doing some form of public apology, and we're going to try to do better, and we'll get it fixed, and I'm sorry, guys, it all are bad. Them didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. In fact, the worse their mistakes get, the faster they move. The worse somebody screws up, the more they'll promote them. Never apologizing. Always doubling down. And when I say we have to change and become like them, I get this a lot. Jesse, I never want to be like them. Okay. So you want to live in a communist hellhole? Do you want to be allowed to go to church? Because I'll get this a lot. I'll, I'll get this a lot. Ah, oh, Jesse, that doesn't sound very Christian. Uh, maybe, maybe your Bible is a little bit thinner than mine is because mine, gosh, it's really, really thick. And there's actually more than just, you wouldn't believe it. There's more verses in the Bible than just turn the other cheek. I know this is shocking. I know For American Christians, this is stunning. I'm reading about this guy. What is his name? D- D- starts with a D. David. David. Let me see what let me see what he called him. A man after God's own heart. Let's see, what was David doing? Uh, well, oh, he took his sword and went and cut off 204 skins. Stop with this pathetic weakness. Stop with your cowardice and using the Bible as a justification for it. Hurt these people. Push them back politically. Pass laws they hate. Make them flee your state in terror. Put them on their heels. 877-377-4373. Hang on. Thanks to you, I'm much obliged. I have great confidence in General Milley. Hate him all you want. That's how it's done. That's how we must conduct ourselves going forward. And I see we have a laundry list of California callers on the line, understandably so. So let me let me address something about California before we go. And I'll, I, I, I will take some calls. I understand people are hurting today. 877 
877-377-4373. For those who don't know, allow me to do a quick little breakdown on what happened yesterday in California. Gavin Newsom is their governor. That slicked back here, worthless piece of filth. Uh, look, you can't ever trust the dude with hair like that. Just a heads up. He has been probably the worst lockdown tyrant in the United States of America. I, he's Look, I realize there's a lot of competition there. He's been horrible. And California itself is such, it's such an interesting place. Because for people who've never been, it's easy to rip on California. It is. Their politicians are, their, their political process is awful. The state is completely run by communists. All the worst politicians seem to come out of California. So people who aren't from California or haven't ever been there, it's just a disaster to them. But I want you to understand something. Having spent a significant amount of time in California, California is truly, truly paradise. It is paradise. And everything from the, the redwoods of Northern California. I mean, we did mountain warfare training up in Northern California. You don't think about that when you think of Cali, do you? Down to the beaches and the pretty girls and the good food. and the, the, It's just, it's paradise. The weather is perfect. It's paradise. So it sucks to watch the place be gone. And Gavin Newsom and the rest of the Democratic Party has just carved up that state like a Thanksgiving turkey. Now, there are a ton of Republicans in California, actually the most Republicans of any state in the union, I believe. You don't think about that, do you? But it's true. Numbers-wise, it's true. Newsom pushes the COVID stuff a little too far with the wrong people, and they kick off a recall campaign on Gavin Newsom. And it really started to get some wheels. And people were, especially all those people on the right who were desperate out there, desperate for some change in leadership, some kind of sanity. It's the most expensive state in the union. It's just, it's just very, very difficult to live there. They were, they were crying out for some relief, and people started to get hopeful. There were a bunch of people running. Larry Elder emerged as, you know, kind of the leader of the opponents. But it, it just there were a bunch of people running for it. Yesterday, Newsom wins. Newsom wins. Newsom wins pretty easily. My friends in California are devastated today. Absolutely crushed. Crushed. And having personally lost an election, you know what? I'll tell you about that election night here in just a minute because I, I can relate. Having personally lost an election, I know what it's like. I know what you're going through. I, I know what you're going through. I know. Believe me. I'm going to say this. And I'm totally fine if you disagree with me. I'm not in charge of you. I'm just, I'm just going to say this. If you're in California and you're on the right, if you're an anti-communist, we need you in Texas. We need you in Florida and South Carolina and Oklahoma and pick your red state. Not that we want you. I mean, we probably do want you. We need you here. Need you are useless to us. You are useless to the right in California. And that is not in any way an insult to the people out there today. Many of my friends are saying this. No, I'm never leaving. I'm staying and fighting. I can never rip on somebody for having the guts to stay and fight. I, I'm not ripping on you for that. I, I'm looking at the big picture. And in the big picture, you know what you are? You know what you are? You're a little speed bump 
who will get steamrolled and never, ever, ever make a difference for us. The federal government in this country is almost undoubtedly irreparably broken and cannot be saved. California is probably irreparably broken and cannot be saved. But there are many states in this country that can be saved and have been saved where you can live, work, and worship in a way you want around people who think like you. But, and I can't stress this enough, but we are not going to keep these states red unless we get reinforcements from you. We need you. We must have you here. We need you here to fortify this place, to make sure this place remains better and different and the way we want to live. You know what I was doing in July? You know what I was doing while you were were stuck locked inside of your home with 19 masks and little Billy was wearing a mask in school? You know what I was doing in July? Having gigantic neighborhood cookouts where the kids were playing in pools and squirt guns and water balloons and the adults are sipping on beer and playing cornhole and we're having a, a gigantic having a gigantic uh, uh, barbecue that day. And there's board games and it's a blast. Oh, did I mention that was July of last year in the height of the pandemic here in the Texas burbs? We were living our lives. No, I'm not stupid. I've lived all over. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, our weather's good. Uh, Your weather's a lot better in California. Our weather sucks. I I get it. I get the appeal of living in California, and I'll never rip on you for staying. I will not. It's a better life if you move, and we need you. Florida needs you. Pick your red area. They need you. We must have you here. Tactical retreat is not surrender. Repeat after me until everyone understands this. Because I get this. I'm never giving up. Tactical retreat is not giving up. Tactical retreat is the reason you live in the United States of America. What am I talking about? There was this guy. Maybe you've heard of him. His last name is Washington. First name George. Fairly important to the founding of the nation. Do you want to know what his specialty was? He was so good at it, to this day they study it in war colleges around the world. You want to know what his specialty was? The tactical retreat. Okay, I have a limited number of troops. I could stand my ground and fight the British here and lose all of them with no reinforcements and now we don't have an America. Or I could move away. I could wait and fight the battle I want to fight in the location I can win in, and then I can actually win the war. And he did. Tactical retreat is not surrender. I am sorry about California. I love the place. I'm not, I, mean, I, I would venture to guess most people who don't like California have never been there. I mean, San Diego, and I've had so much fun in L.A., and like I said, Northern California. And just, I mean, I've had fun in Riverside. I, I, I love California. Well, I did a bunch of construction work out there. It's just, it's a beautiful place, and I know it is paradise. I'm never going to be anti-California, but I am pro this. I am pro you, and I am pro making sure your kids and my kids get to enjoy some semblance of the same kind of life you and I have enjoyed. 
Can we do that at a federal level in this country? No, probably not. My goodness, even the chairman of the Joint Chiefs is a worthless piece of crap. Can we do that in California, New York? No, my gosh, no. No. You do me no good there. You do us no good there. But there is a place, there are many places where you can do a lot of good. A lot of good. You can't save California. You can preserve some semblance of a good area for yourself and your kids and their kids after them. But you can't do it from California. I'll take your calls on this 877-377-4373 and anything else you want to vent about in just a second. But first, husband and wife driving home from dinner. They get stopped at a red light. Could happen to anybody. Probably sitting there gabbing with each other. Boom. Car gets surrounded by an angry mob. Just that alone would be terrifying. The slapping on the glass and the cussing, and the, it, would, it would be terrifying. They get the door open, start dragging the husband from the car. He reaches and by, by, by the grace of God gets his hands on his Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. Pop, pop, shoots his attacker twice in the chest unleashes a brutally powerful chemical irritant. His attackers are forced to back away. This guy and his wife alive and well and married and sleeping in their beds to this day. Go to Hero2020.com and get one. Use the code Kelly. It'll get you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code Kelly. State law restrictions may apply. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, my California listeners are hurting, and I understand it. I understand. Look, hey, I'm going to give you a chance to vent. The rules remain. I don't know how many new listeners we have. Clearly, it's quite a few. No hi, Jesse's. No, I love the show. No, how are you? Nobody wants to hear us talk on the phone. When I say your name, get right to your point. Get to it quickly. If you drone on and on, I'm just going to hang up on you. It's fine. It's fine. But just know when the line goes dead, your cell didn't drop. I actually personally did that. Will in Carlsbad, California, will go. Yeah, apparently Will's not going. All right. But Rand Paul. General Milley should re- should be removed and court-martialed if secret calls to China are confirmed. Removed and court-martialed. Okay. Why hasn't it been done? Why hasn't it been done? Anybody? Because we don't hold the levers of power anymore. Why don't we hold the levers of power anymore? Because we didn't play offense And they did. They did. They played offense. They did all the things that would make you uncomfortable, that would make me uncomfortable. And I'm not saying that makes you a bad person. It doesn't make us bad people. I mean, I'm a bad person. That doesn't make us bad people. They did the necessary thing to win. And this sounds, in, in this country, for some reason this sounds gross, but it doesn't change the truth of it. The winner makes the rules. They're making the rules now. All right, let's try this again. Will in California, go. 
but I'm a, I'm a Californian, a homebred from San Francisco, L.A., San Diego. I live in Carlsbad. Yes, sir. Paradise indeed. I am going to fight from within because I'm not 40 like you. Yes, I'm sir. I'm 72. Yes, sir. I've got two grown children that are as old as you and grandchildren. They're embedded here. We're going to be fighting from within. Both of them went to college, and guess what? They're listening to you because they accepted our conservative values. I'm going to pick these little cherries off one at a time and try to convince even my closest of friends who are libs. I am talking to them about common sense. Newsom, we call him uh, Mussolini. Mussolini. Yeah. We had to get rid of him. We lost. Because he had a $50 million war chest. All of our people, including Elder, couldn't come up with a third of that combined. No, I'm. I appreciate the call, Will. I hear you. No, I hear you. Look, look, like I said, I respect it. I told you my point of view. It ain't my job to tell anybody where to live. I'm telling you from an overall point of view, we need you. We need you here. But I get it. Look, especially a guy like that, 71 years old, lived all over the state, entrenched in there. I'm not going anywhere. Heck, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But I also come at this from probably a a, a different point of view than many people. And I do sympathize that my life is not your life. I've lived everywhere. I've lived everywhere. At one point in my childhood, I've told you this before. I'm not making this up. We lived in 10 houses in 10 years. I just know what it's like to move. And I, I gosh, I've lived in f- five or six of the U.S. states. I know what it's like to move. And I understand that's not everyone's life experience. When people are born in one place and they stay in one place their whole lives, especially when you're like Will and you're 72, it's easy to sit here and say, pack up and move. But here's the honest truth. And look, I'm just, I'm just giving this to you right between the eyes. You know I love California, as I just said. I'm not interested in saving California. I'm not even sure we can save the United States of America, the federal system. I am interested in making sure my sons and their sons and their sons are able to live in something that even closely resembles the country I've had to live. And I also recognize numbers are limited. Numbers are limited. People are finite. There are only so many of us out there. And if we have people buried in the state of California getting steamrolled in every election, in the meantime, Texas is getting a little bit bluer and a little bit bluer and a little bit bluer, and I never get reinforcements, well, it may be brave, but it ain't smart. Scott in San Diego, go. Uh, two quick points and a question. First point being that this wasn't a total disaster with the recall. We haven't had blackouts, Jesse, all summer. And if you think that's just a coincidence, I think not. It's been 104 in San Diego County. I got a generator because I was expecting blackouts, but with this whole recall thing, this guy hasn't uh, blacked out anything. So that is when the bad news is, is now the people who mostly vote against him that are in the rural, rural areas are going to uh, get blackouts now. <laughs> I have a feeling coincidentally. But my question being, and I'll hang up, is who needs 
Democrats with Republicans like Mitch McConnell already saying that they wouldn't impeach Biden, uh, even if he has the lever, I'll hang up and listen to your answer. You know what I call the system? It's a great call. What I call the system. The system is the, the exact same ideology controls the entire Democratic Party, at least half the elected Republicans federally, if not more, probably 75%. The exact same ideology now controls our corporate world. The exact same ideology controls the education system, kindergarten all the way up to PhD in this country. The same ideology controls the entertainment system and do not discount how important that YouTube video your son watches is. Don't discount how important the movies your kids watch are and the movies you watch. You are learning values. There is one value system that governs the media too, all of it. One value system. And what have I told you about that value system? What have I told you about it? I'll tell you in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, tomorrow is a rare ass Dr. Jesse Thursday because I'm out defending America, taking on doves on Friday. So get in your ass Dr. Jesse questions now. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Look, the question was about McConnell. The, the, the question was, oh, what about McConnell? We can't win with McConnell. And I brought up the system before we went to break. Look, the system takes care of its own. If you're somebody like that, somebody high, high up in Republican leadership, you don't have any incentive to really go against the system. You'll be the controlled opposition. You'll give some great speeches but anything that actually hurts the communist cause, you're not going to do that. You've got a nice life, man. You've got a D.C. brownstone. You've got private, you got private planes and steak dinners, and, and the wife is doing well. She's got a big diamond on her finger, and you're not messing up the status quo. And back to the reality of what we face. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you my, my quick little election story here in just a second. Back to the reality of what we face. Mark Milley, this is Mark Milley back in 2015. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised Mark Milley was working with China under Trump. Uh, China's not an enemy. Uh, and I think that's important for people to clearly understand. Uh, China is a rising power. Uh, China has been a rising power t- since uh, Deng Xiaoping in 79. What normally happens historically, where you have economic growth of that magnitude, typically follows military power. Uh, and uh, they are going to develop themselves and are developing themselves uh, into a great power. That is not to say, however, that they are an enemy. Here's what's so wild about the American mentality now. And I know this doesn't apply to you. I get it. But this is so wild. What, what, what applies to the American mentality? Americans are so soft and weak now that we won't even call an enemy. Our, our, the chairman of our Joint Chiefs won't even call an enemy when China is perfectly comfortable calling us an enemy. China has written public papers about, about their intention 
of taking down the United States of America, as taking over uh, as number one in the world. It's not like they're sneaking around over there, speaking in some secret language we don't understand, passing notes under the table in chemistry class. China's publishing books on it. Publishing books on it. They're the enemy. There's America. They're the enemy. We're going to take over for that. We're going to knock them down a peg. They're the enemy. What do we get out of our generals? I mean, they're not really an enemy. I, they're just a rising military power. I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not worried about it. They're not an enemy. It, this was Jen Psaki. And people were shocked by this. People, There was all kinds of outrage about this earlier in the day. Listen to Jen Psaki when she was asked about General Milley. And why are you shocked by this? How much agency does this president give to those beneath him in the, in the line of the chain of command? Well, beyond this president or any president, it's the obligation of every chairman of the Joint Chiefs to follow constitutional orders to prevent unlawful military action. This president has no intention of fomenting unrest or an insurrection. He has no intention uh, of, of obviously moving forward or, or recommending unlawful military action. Trump, ne- Trump never even mentioned military action, and General Milley worked for Donald Trump, not vice versa. And, and people were shocked. People were shocked. They asked Kirby about it. They asked Kirby about it. Pentagon spokesman Kirby was asked about Milley earlier today. And they're all, they're all holding the line. They're all saying the same thing. Is there anything unusual that you've seen or that is the defense secretary concerned about the reports that General Milley um, uh, inserted himself into the, tried to stop the president at the time from having the ability to launch nuclear weapons? Um, I can't speak to the validity, but I see nothing in what I've read that would uh, that would cause any concern. I see nothing in what I've read that would cause any concern. You want? Let's have a talk here before I do my before I do my uh, my congressional losing story. Here's what happened. Here, here's a lot of what you're seeing. Here's what happened under Donald Trump. The system. It got a disruptor, and we've talked about system disruptors before. That's very much what Donald Trump was. You can read there's a million examples of these in other nations throughout history, where where there'll be kind of a corrupt, rotted system where everyone who runs the system kind of has a good thing going here. They all have a real nice side hustle. They're all getting a little rich. I mean, the people are all completely screwed, but the people running the system are all doing pretty well. So just hey, just, nobody upset the status quo. All right, everyone just no one no one no one get too out of whack here. And along comes this bombastic dude. He wants to change foreign policy. He wants to change trade deals. He wants to, you know, all, all these things. And the system got Donald Trump into office. It didn't see Donald Trump coming. Remember, Hillary was supposed to win. Trump sails into office. What happened from there was something that changed the future of America. And most people don't see this. You're about to see it. You probably already see it. I'm about to explain what it was. It changed America. It changed America for the worse. Donald Trump's election changed America for the worse. Not that Donald Trump did. It wasn't his fault. But this is what happened. The system, once Donald Trump was elected, the system decided he is so bad. He is such a disruption to what we have going that there simply are no rules anymore. Get him out at all costs. There's no laws, there's no rules, there's no norms. And when I say the system, I mean all of them. Journalists would just make up stories routinely. 
You're seeing it at the highest levels. FBI directors, uh, uh, just uh, spy on his campaign. Uh, Go get a warrant from the FISA court. Wait, what? CIA directors, generals. It didn't matter. Every single part of the system was so mortified by Donald Trump. Collectively, they just decided, okay, there are no rules anymore. We must get rid of him now. Yeah, but we probably shouldn't do this. No, at any cost, get rid of him now. And it's easy to get yourself caught up in that situation when you get in a desperate scenario. And here's what they don't realize because they're so deep in the bubble, they don't realize it. Oh, they got rid of him. Don't get me wrong. It worked. But in so doing, they permanently changed what even normal Americans view as norms and rules. Oh, all that stuff's gone now. All that stuff's gone now. It changed me politically. And, you know, I like Trump very much, but I was never and I will never be for any politician a worshiper. I don't wave anybody's pom-poms. I thought he was an excellent president. But I watched the power of the system and the things they could do to take down even the president of the United States they didn't like. And I was horrified by the state of our government, horrified by the state of our system right now. And you should be, too. And it changed America. You might not see it yet, but I promise you will in coming days. Because now, look, you've heard me warn about the tyrant rising on the right. There will be a tyrant, in case you haven't heard it. No, I don't want it to happen because I never want to see anybody get hurt. That's not who I am. But there will be a fascist tyrant, a real fascist tyrant rise on the right. And he will murder people. And he will jail journalists. And he will throw communists out of helicopters. And it will be terrible. And whenever I bring up this fascist dictator on the right, 75% of my audience says, can't wait. Can't wait. The efforts to get out Donald Trump, the efforts to destroy Donald Trump at any cost, they created an opposition in this country. And now we are stuck both pulling apart and at the same time on a serious, serious collision course. And I mean serious collision course. That's why I have brought up a million times national divorce. That's why. It's not because I want America to break up. I bring up national divorce because I'm trying to avoid any ugliness. And I see ugliness coming. We got Michael Malice, the anarchist, coming up in about 15 minutes. I'll take some more emails. I'll take some calls. 877-377-4373. But how are your house slippers? Do you have house slippers? You know the greatest slippers on earth are called my slippers. They're from my pillow. This is not surprising. Mike Lindell, Mike Lindell took over two years to develop these things. He didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, guys, go stitch up some slippers. No, 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 no. They took time in these. There's two layers of my pillow foam and a layer of impact gel. My wife wears them all day inside and out when she's around the house. And right now they're 50% off, 50% off. And just, just, I know it's a little early, Maybe a nice Christmas gift to stock up for relatives right now. They will love these things. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. You'll get them 50% off. Or call 800-845-0544 and use the promo code JESSE. 800-845-0544. 
Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We got anarchist Michael Malice back by popular demand coming up in 10 minutes from now. He's such a wing nut. I love the guy. Look, we should have conquered Mexico. Uh, and in case in case you're wondering, you didn't miss anything in the previous segment. This is just something we were digging into this during the break. Conquest is underrated. Can it be a little ugly? Yeah, of course. Of course it can. Go ask the average person in Mexico today. Would they rather live in America or would they rather live in a narco state? Well, I mean, this is what I've been trying to get across to the right. And, and I'll always hammer on this. I've been hammering on it all night. If you bring up playing offense, and I mean real, real offense, like I brought up Republican legislatures in states, don't pass a bill that makes them mad. Pass 10 of them. Pass one every day for a month. Have them just full out screaming. You know what I'll get a bunch of? I'll get things like this. Jesse, that's not very Christian. Oh, Jesse, that's not uh, that's not what Christ would want. Don't you dare use the Bible to defend your cowardice. You know what isn't Christian? Allowing your country to get taken over by communist hordes where they'll line you and everybody in your church up against the wall and shoot you in the back of the head. Go be a man and fight. I I mean, I looked at this headline here. Afghans indulging in infidelity to be stoned and the ones who steal things are going to have their hands chopped off. And everyone's looking at this and they're thinking to themselves, stoned? Oh my goodness, they're whipping people. They're chopping people's hands off. What? How could they do that? You want to know how they did it? I'm going to break it down for you. You ready? You want to, want to know? They won. You know who gets to decide what the rules are in a society? It's not the guy, well, I was nicer. It's the guy who wins. It's the guy who wins. When Julius Caesar gathers up his legions and he marches into Gaul, modern-day France, when he marches into Gaul and Julius Caesar Caesar decides he's going to try to conquer the place, well, the people there have a choice. And you know what's on the line? What's on the line is what their culture is going to look like for generations. What is it going to be? You know who's going to make that decision? Whoever stabs the other guy the most. Whoever wins. Go win. Go go pass every abortion law you can to drive them crazy. Expand gun rights. Cut taxes. Pass border security bills. And the second they're so mad you think their heads are going to explode, pass another one, and then another one, and then another one. I don't care if it's a bad bill. Pass it just to drive them crazy. That's what they're doing to you, and it's working. That's what they're doing to me, and it's working. We don't have five seconds to even digest the fact we left $80 billion in equipment to the people we killed because that was like 40 scandals ago. That's how it's done, though. You can hate them, and I do. We must learn. We must learn. You want to live in a country that shares your values? Do you, is that what you want? Do you want your values to be American values? Undoubtedly, you do. I do. Well, that only comes on the back end of victory. There's not a shortcut to get there. 
Well wishes don't get you there. If you want the country to share your values, go win. Go win. Get to a couple emails. And you can email the show anything. Remember, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, including your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for tomorrow. Special Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday this week. Oh, this is not nice. Just a friendly reminder to you folks down south that Norm McDonald was a Canadian. We're not all Wokies up here. <laughs> These daggone Canadians. Chris, as soon as as soon as people found out the wife was on the Canadian national team, They've been relentless, these Canucks. I'm telling you what, I don't trust these people. I don't, I'm just kidding. Just because their food sucks doesn't mean anything. Jesse, I've been pondering the next conservative president firing every general day one. That, In case you missed yesterday's show, every show is available on podcast, on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. But I was talking about that yesterday. And what I said was, just in reference to this guy's email, pick your guy, whoever your guy is you want to be president. Maybe it's Trump again, uh, DeSantis, Cruz. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Here's the problem we have. The next Republican president, because the rot is so deep, the next Republican president must walk into the Oval Office and on day one, He needs to fire virtually every general. He needs to fire the head of the CIA, the head of the FBI, every U.S. attorney. He needs to fire several levels down from all those positions as well. He needs to go full Genghis Khan day one to try to carve out some of this infection that is killing us. But the second part of that equation is he would be impeached for it immediately. The system would freak out. They'd question his mental health. They'd somehow claim it was unconstitutional, and they would try to take him down. They would. Back to the email. He said, my biggest question is, what would be the process to determine if a general or officer is a communist loyal to the system or an actual patriot loyal to the country? And my answer to you is, who cares? What do I mean by that? Well, it's not that I want a patriotic officer or general to be kicked out. Not in a million years. The situation right now is so dire. The cancer is so incredibly invasive. I, you and I, we have no choice but to risk carving out some good stuff to get that tumor out. Because if that tumor doesn't leave, we're dead. When I say fire them all, and what I said was fire everybody above 06, and I meant it, everybody. Fire every one of them. Maybe you hire some back. Fire them all. I meant it. Not because I think they're all bad. That's absurd. There's, of course, going to be some great ones in there. But because I can no longer risk, you can no longer risk having that one poison apple in there. Remember, Donald Trump got impeached. By some frumpy lieutenant colonel in the State Department. It doesn't take a bunch of bad apples to ruin the whole thing. It takes one. And we simply do not have time to let that one hang around anymore. We do not. We must carve. And we must carve deep. And we must carve in ways that are going to be painful. And what have we been saying about the politics of nice? It's going to look really, really mean. 
or we can not. I mean, we don't have to. We can not. And then just hand the country over to the communists. I think, I think maybe we should do some mean stuff now so that tyrant never really does rise, don't you? Let's talk to Michael Malice, my buddy, the anarchist, next. Hang on. What in the world is this? Is the, did Michael Malice pick this song? Oh, gosh. Uh, for you new listeners, the guests picked the music on the show. I should have known better. I should have known better. I should have, I should have taken away that rule for my buddy, Michael Malice. He is the host of Your Welcome, also the author of the book, Dear Reader, The New Right and the Anarchist Handbook. Michael, why do you have to torpedo the interview right from the start with your musical choices? I was trying to ask for It's Raining Men, but they said you played it so much the record broke. <laughs> You're a bad person. All right, Michael. Every, especially my California listeners, they're, get, they're standing on top of the Golden Gate Bridge right now thinking about doing the Nestle Plunge. Please talk them off the ledge. Oh, I don't care about foreigners from other countries. <laughs> oh, See, I'm oh, a Texan now. Oh. So there's two kinds of countries in the world, Texas and asshole countries. <laughs> so everyone in California, you're a lost cause. I do not advise you to do something horrible, but give up. There's nothing to live for in California. It's, it's garbage at this point. I just want to point out to everybody that Michael Malice just said as a Texan, he just moved from New York. He's a lifetime New Yorker. He moved from New York to Texas like last week. You just got here. Why are you not encouraging people to come here and be happier? What's wrong with you? Because I don't want, look, we've had enough immigrants with their stupid big city <laughs> ideas coming into our beautiful nation of Texas. I don't want to see any more of their dumb faces and their Twitters and their inability to drive. I want to stay here in my beautiful townhouse where the ceilings are so tall that my voice starts echoing and I don't know where the light switches are for all my bathrooms. You're like four feet tall. Your voice echoes in the toilet. But that's, that's another story entirely. Michael. That's high school. Let's, let's, let me ask you this. Yeah. I, I'm curious about the mentality differences between the communists and the right because they do it so much better. They're always moving forward. Biden jumps from one scandal to the next scandal with no apology. Next scandal, and next scandal, and next scandal, always keeping the right on its heels. The right can't catch its breath. But when the right gets any power at all, they'll tiptoe right up to the line and apologize while they do it and kind of half pass something and then turtle up and say, uh-oh, guys, the midterms are coming. What is the overall difference mentality-wise? I can't figure out why we're so weak. Uh, well, I wouldn't say weak because I do not associate with people like Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy, to put it mildly. Let me give you one example. Why, why is it in the world of YouTube and in a world where idiots like you and myself can get their own shows, is are Republicans funding NPR? NPR is tax money to produce stories to turn people against conservative values every five minutes, look at their Twitter feed, and Republicans fund it year after year and don't even make an attempt to gut it. At the very least, if they try to do that, they have a good fundraising ploy for the base. But there's such a contempt uh, and a disconnect between the Republican Party, Republican leadership, and the Republican base that is absolutely sickening. And I think you would agree there is no possibility of salvaging this country, whether you mean Texas or America, via the Republican Party. I agree. I do agree. Actually, I agree 100%. I don't disagree with a single thing you just said. What I don't know is, okay, what does that mean? Where do we go? Is that third party? Is that a remade Republican party? What does that mean? 
Stop looking to Washington for solutions. Washington can only be the source of problems and focus on where this toxic ideology comes from, and that's the universities. In the same way that the left has very effectively made being a cop a mixed blessing at the very possible best, so does being a university professor have to be regarded in the population. They are the ones who are turning the children against America as it should be and could be, and that's who the right should be focusing their energy upon. Agreed, but the right will actually fund these universities. Michael, as you just pointed out about NPR, we hand out cash to the universities to teach the next generation generation how much the country sucks that you don't have to fight them financially necessarily you could fight them on social media find every stupid professor make sure that when they tweet their garbage they're called to account for their lies and depravity and have more conservative journalists focusing on the um kind of incestuous relationships that happen between universities, corporations, and Washington, D.C. Explain the corporations, Michael. I was thinking about this the other night. You have all these corporations passing down these idiotic mandates, purposely gutting their own workforce, killing their own business, their own business model, and their profit line because they just want to be aligned with the regime. How did that happen? It's, it's not just because they want to be aligned with the regime. It's that this is a good mechanism for them to drive their competitors out of business by enforcing difficult things for small businesses to follow suit. Now, Biden has a thing, 100 uh, employees or, or, or more is going to have, um, you have to prove uh, that you have a vaccine or have the passport or whatever it is. But very quickly, what you're going to see is a lot of businesses are going to have 99 employees. So that's one thing that's going to hurt medium businesses. And number two is corporate America and Washington have been hand in hand since the 30s and FDR at the very least. And here's another thing. If conservatives, for example, tried to boycott um, American Airlines, they were upset with a lot of Americans' edicts in the past, American would be on the phone with Mitch McConnell in five seconds say our business is hurting, and he'd make sure they got paid back. It has to be a repudiation of Washington and politics in general, and the answer, of course, to that is anarchism. Oh, all right, we're speaking with Michael Malice. He's the host of You're Welcome, author of a bunch of outstanding books now. All right, I've, I might as well give you the floor with your wacky belief system. Explain anarchism and why it's the solution. Anarchism simply means you do not speak for me and everything else is application. There's absolutely no reason to think that whatever Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell want to have as the law, that that has any moral binding upon me, my person, or my property, or my family. That's it. Okay. Why are you in Texas and not New York? Are you a supporter of what I've been saying? Well, actually, I know you are. You've been talking about national divorce and cathedral stuff for a long time. Are you still a supporter of that? You ready? You ready to secede, baby? I, I mean, Texas is its own country, just doesn't realize it yet. It's kind of like the girl going through puberty. She's not doesn't realize she's a supermodel, but she'll see a mirror soon enough, and then everything's going to be fine. Okay, Michael, what is I, – I have been encouraging people because unlike you, I try to build people up. I've been encouraging people <laughs> in California to get out today. I, I What I've said is simply this. I love California. It's a paradise. It's also not salvageable. Texas is salvageable. Florida is salvageable. South Carolina is salvageable. Move. We need you. We need reinforcements. But I have people I have people with mixed emotions about it. People want to stay. People want to move. Some people are saying, no, I'm going to stay and fight. What's right and what's wrong? They should stay where they are, and we should also find the ones who just got here from California and send them back so they can learn what went wrong and then come back and teach us. Michael, Afghanistan is chopping people's hands off now for theft, which actually is not a totally terrible idea. But what I said was, 
yeah, they won. That's what that's what you get to do when you win. And for some reason, we don't have this winning mentality on the right. Why? I don't think chopping off the hands of your population is winning. I mean, by that logic, we could, forcing everyone to take a vaccine against their will would be winning. Uh, I, I think that certain things like that have an enormous cost, and I don't think Afghanistan at the moment can be described as a very stable society, to put it mildly. No, not a stable society, but I'm saying the winners make the rules, and they're getting to do that because they won. Obviously, obviously, obviously chopping the hands off of people is probably not moving you up the societal ladder but they get to do whatever they want now because they won. We haven't. Well, the same thing with the Democrats. You were just complaining about five minutes ago. They won. So politics is always about the winners setting whatever rules they like for themselves and using the law to force the losers to bend the knee. Michael Malice, everybody. Where can they people get your stuff? But Twitter.com, Michael Malice, and anarchisthandbook.com. Always a pleasure, Jesse. See you, bud. Bye-bye. It's crazy. Crazy to think about how fast we've lost this place. But all is not lost. All is not lost. All right, we'll get to some more emails. I'll get to some phone calls. We have to get to this Virginia Tech thing. Look, hey, we're going to have another talk about college. You ready to have another talk about college? And a drone carrying drugs. What would you do? 877 377 877-377-4373. I love when a company shakes everything up. I love pure talk. One, look, I know what people think. You think, oh, Jesse, you only love pure talk because you got so mad about your wireless bill. I'll be honest, that's a big part of it. I mean, that Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, these family wireless plans are backbreaking, man. And pure talk, they save the average family over $800 a year. And I get the exact same coverage. So that's part of it, yeah. But I like that they make it easy. I like I can get talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. I can get unlimited data if I want. I love that their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. I just love the company. From your cell phone, if you want it, and I'd recommend it, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, remember, tomorrow, not Friday, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Fridays to get your emails in now. I know it's I know it's Thursday. We're calling it Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I, I, I promised I'd tell you my little congressional story about losing because we have so many listeners in California and they're mad and they're hurting today and it's totally justifiable. Get this. I ran for Congress in Arizona. You, know, you pretty much know that by now. Uh, Gabrielle Giffords, the the one who got shot right before she got shot, like two weeks beforehand, I was her Republican opponent. I had won the primary and I was her Republican opponent and I lose that race to her. But that was kind of a different race because there wasn't like this election night thing where boom, I lost. It, it was so close. It was within 4,000 votes. They didn't know who won and lost. It was one of those things where they're like, hey, everybody go home. There was an automatic recount of the votes, which took like a week. 
So it was really kind of anticlimactic. You just woke up every day and you waited for a phone call. They recounted and you won. Hey, they recounted and you lost. So in the end, we lost. It's fine. But I turned around like six, eight months later, they had to call a special election because Giffords had been shot. And I turned around and ran again because they had to have a special election. Well, I was running up against her, uh, her chief of staff. Ron Barber was his name. He'd also got shot. And we, had, again, had to have a Republican primary, and I beat everybody again. I should say I'm 2-0 and in Republican primaries. There's that. <laughs> we had a Republican primary, and I beat everybody again. And then I was going up against Ron Barber. Well, this was the night. This hurts. So believe, I'm trying to get across to you how much I understand. You run, and, and as you could probably imagine, when I ran for office, I ran hard. I was at every event. I was at every party. We were knocking on doors. We were just killing myself trying to get it done. So I'm, I'm a true believer. I'm what you'd call a true believer. I was all in. And it was a very difficult race to pull for a lot of reasons, but we were pulling the race, and we knew it would be very close, or at least we thought we thought it would be very close. We, we thought we were down, but we thought it was close and thought we had a chance, one of those things. So you want to have an election night party. That's pretty standard. You have an election night party. And people will do it at various different places. They'll do it at uh, bars and restaurants. They'll do it at the party headquarters. They'll do it at their home. You have a party, and you choose who to invite. Some people have a big one. Hey, everybody's welcome. Some people have a small one, just friends and family. We decided because my supporters were Die hard, to put it mildly. I had I had supporters who would lay down in traffic for me. I mean, there we, we still get people sending emails into the show. They still have Jesse Kelly bumper stickers on their cars in Arizona. So, so like I had some hardcore supporters, and we decided, hey, let's have a big party for them. And we did ours in a hotel. I forget what the hotel was. We had ours in a hotel. So we had a conference room rented, and we had a, a, a open bar. Or I don't remember if it was open bar, but we had a big portion of the bar reserved for us. And I would say 150, 200 people. Maybe that's too much. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. This is this is some this is about a decade ago. So maybe I'm remembering it wrong. To 100 people. There were plenty of people there. And we show up, and how it works is. You're, you show up about the time everyone starts getting there, but the polls are really just closing. So now you're just monitoring the votes, and you're doing what as a politician? You're glad-handing with everyone. All the local news crews send someone over there to follow you around. You're dealing with the local news crews, and they were all trash in Tucson. They're actually even better. They're better here in Houston, but they're, they were trash in Tucson. It didn't matter. But they're following you around. You're doing interviews. You're, in, you're giving a little statement to the local paper. And you're glad-handing with your people. The people who show up at your election night party, they're the people who have put in the work. They're your volunteers. They're the best people. They're the ones you can call. Hey, can you have a party? Hey, can you knock on doors? Can you answer phones? And they're the people who are there for you. Well, the night comes in and the numbers are coming in and the numbers are coming in. And we know, we know there's about to be a huge drop of ballots. And that drop of ballots is probably going to tell us who won and who lost. So we retired. We had a few hotel rooms. We retired to the hotel rooms. The wife and I, we retired to the hotel rooms. And the RNC had actually sent a bunch of guys out to monitor some of the election stuff for us professionally because they knew the numbers they were looking at. And they were in another connecting room. And I'll never forget the moment. <clears throat> the numbers drop. And I was standing right there. And we went in and looked at them. 
and I didn't see the numbers, but I didn't have to see the numbers. I believe there were three guys from the Republican Party there, and they were just devastated. But you, I didn't have to ask. It was, it was like so. And I just asked them. I'm like, so, guessing it's over. And they're like, yeah, it's over. Now that's not the that's not the worst part. Believe me, that's not a great that's not a great feeling. But that's not the worst part at all. The worst part at all is this: when you get people who volunteer for your campaign, you know. These are people who believe, and they believe all the way, and they love the country, and they believe you're going to help save it or maybe single-handedly save it. You know what I mean? They, they believe it all the way. It's just why they work so hard, and they're all out there. They're all outside of the hotel room. They're all down by the conference room, and they don't have the numbers you have. They're waiting for you to come down and let them know. And so I took a couple minutes in the room just to make sure, you know, just one of those minutes, you know, pump yourself up, you know, look to the wife. Hey, you ready to do this? And she's like, yeah, I'm ready. You ready to do this? You have to walk out that door. She's got her arm under yours, right? You're leading her down and all your supporters are there, and it's like you're a celebrity. They're on either side of you down the hall, patting you on the back. Did we do it? Hey, Jesse, did we get it? Oh, my goodness, you won, didn't you? Oh, I knew it was going to happen. You can't, you know, you can't be stopping and telling every one of them, no, I'm sorry, I didn't do it. I had to walk down to the conference room where they all gathered around, the media, all my supporters, and I had to stand up there at the podium. And it's not like it's they're far away. This is not a football stadium. They're, they're five feet in front of me and back. I mean, they're all right there. It's very, very intimate. And, you, and I had to stand up there and let them know we lost. We lost all that work you did. All those phone calls, all those doors you knocked on, all that time we put in together, the debates, fighting tooth and nail, raising money, all that stuff, everything you did, everything you put in, it didn't work. Now, I'm not quite done on this yet. I don't know that this will make you Californians feel better, but it might. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show and man, you know, one day, one day I have a million dollar idea. One day we're going to, we'll look, we're capitalists here. We'll figure out a way to make money off it. We're going to put up a camera so people can see the things we talk about when we're not on the air and we're going to make a fortune right up until the time we're fired. This time was all about the speed of light, and 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 Chris, for some reason, thought it transcended time. All Chris's arguments were so stupid, like normal. We don't have to go into, I have to go into Chris's dumb arguments. But Chris did bring up during the break. He did bring up this. I don't care about space. He finds it. I'll get to your phone calls in a minute. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. I don't care about outer space, and I don't know why. I find your fascination with outer space and space travel to be incredibly odd. I, I find it to be incredibly odd. I'm not fascinated with it at all. 
I think it is an, an incredible waste of money. And see, this puts me out of step with virtually every American. I think it's an incredible waste of money. I see, oh, there's a new rover and it landed on Pluto. And I think to myself, okay, um, woohoo. I mean, why do I care? No, but you don't understand. Scientists, they landed it on the moon and they think 20 million years ago there may have been a drop of water. Okay. What what does this do for me exactly? No, no, you don't understand. It's really cool. Okay, really cool? I can do really cool things uh, with a ping pong ball, throwing it off the wall back and forth to myself, and it doesn't cost $100 billion. Why are we sinking money into a place where I don't live? What, Chris? Okay, hold on, Chris. You don't ever get to say those words to me. You know, you, you, you have any idea what Chris just said to me? And we all know how cheap Chris is. Chris just said, and I quote, it's not about the money. You finally found something you don't care about money on. This is a, this is a miracle. So Chris said, don't use my money, but a private endeavor. But even that, look, even that Elon Musk is doing all that SpaceX stuff. And I do admit it, it looks kind of cool, but I don't care. Why would I care? You know what I care about when it comes to space? Are we militarily equipped to take on China and Russia up there? That's what I care about. And by the way, we, we are doing very well in space, but Russia actually has, get this, I bet you didn't know this, we have these satellites up there. Then we have uh, different capabilities on these satellites. Well, Russia, stinking commies, they're very, very, very good when it comes to space stuff. Very good when it comes to space stuff. And our satellites we have up there, they're on a specific orbit going around the Earth. Russia has developed satellites. Talk about this for, I mean, I guess it's high tech, but low tech. They've developed satellites that can sneak up behind ours and hook onto ours and push our satellites out of orbit. That's real. And it's it's a huge national security concern. I'm not even making this up. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? How about that? Man, I'm so smart. Anyway, headline is drug-carrying drone bound for prison lands outside of Virginia school. <laughs> a, the drone was carrying a package that contained marijuana, tobacco, cell phones, in a USB-C light, lightning converter, investigators shared, Chris, what's a USB-C lightning converter? Could you look it up, please? I, I, I'm sorry you don't know. Does that gigantic computer in front of you work at all? Anyway. Sheriff's deputies were called to Brunswick Academy in Lawrenceville about 8.24 a.m. when the school employees reported a suspicious package outside of the school. See? This is where, you know, if you go to that school, how bad is your luck? Think, think how close a high school student was that day to having the greatest day in the history of high school students. Think about this. Think about in high school when you knock off at high school because you don't really go play dodgeball anymore. We used to go shoot hoops every now and then. Imagine you're out there. It's your senior year. You're ditching class. And you're walking out to your crappy car, because you should have a crappy car when you're a senior in high school. You're walking out to your crappy car, and you're looking up at the sky, and you're saying, please, Lord, just let this day end. And boom!
boom, a drone crashes in front of you and you say to yourself, what's this? And it's nothing but a bunch of weed and cigarettes. <laughs> All right, I should probably take some more phone calls before I get in trouble here. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. We are going to Jeff in Virginia. Go. Hello. I don't know why anybody hasn't looked up the Uniform Code of Military Justice and the rules that the FBI has for uh, sabotage to see if Millie's broke any of these laws. And if so, why haven't they already started an investigation? Who's going to do the investigation? Uh, no one up there. Some hardcore JAG guy or some hardcore FBI guy that believes that he should do the right thing. Someone that... Look, Jeff, look, it, was just, it was just a rhetorical question. It's a good question. Look, it's a good call. I get it. I get it. But this is, this is what I mean by the, by the pickle we're in right now. Jeff is right. Jeff is 100% right. He didn't say anything that was wrong there. We should be investigating. This should be a trial. He should be court-martialed. But who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? There's nobody to court-martial him. There, there's nobody to court-martial him. All the people who possess that power, they're all servants of the system. And this is why this is why the communists were so brilliant when they took years, decade after decade after decade, being purposeful about where they go. This is why they took years and infiltrated every single part of our government. Now... What accountability is there? Well, someone should arrest. Someone should prosecute. Who? Who? We we couldn't get Bill Barr to do anything. We couldn't get our own guy to do anything. You think anybody under the Democrats is going to do something? Matthew from Ohio, before you get to your funny dad story, where in Ohio? I was born in Ohio. Well, I'm from the Akron-Canton area, but I'm calling from Columbus. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. My in-laws are still in the Columbus area. I have a bunch of cousins in the Canton area. I was born in Steubenville. How about that? Now, nobody actually cares about that, so continue on with your dad's story. <laughs> well, for the record, I totally would have snagged the weed and cigarettes. But <laughs> the dad's story, <laughs> when, I was, uh, when I was a kid, I was really into pirates, right? I thought pirates were the coolest thing ever. So I buy a book, and the book was called Pirateology, right? So I go, I show it to Dad. I'm like, hey, Dad, check it out. And he's like, oh, what you got there, bud? You know, so I'm like, oh, it's this book. It's called Pirateology. Ology means the study of, and it's pirateology. So it's the study of pirates. And he goes, oh, cool. Hey, Matt, see, you're not an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> oh, Dads are the best. Did I tell you? Did I tell you my professional wrestling stuff? See, people wonder why I am the way I am. When I was a kid, like every other kid who grew up in the '80s, I was into professional wrestling. Now, I mean, I'm talking five, six, seven years old, and I mean super into professional wrestling. I mean, if you weren't cheering for Hulk Hogan back then, you weren't even an American. This is back when wrestling was big, and I'm assuming it's still big. I just I don't I don't watch anymore. I'm assuming is it not big anymore, Chris? Not that big. Well, whatever. I, look, it was huge when I was a kid. 
And Hulk Hogan was big time back then. And he would wave the American flag because that was back when sports stars were expected to be patriotic and all this other stuff. Well, one day, (laughs) if you really want to know how I am the way I am, this is why. One day I walk up to my father and I'm talking to him about wrestling. Oh, shoot. I'm up against break. You're going to have to wait for the punchline on that in just a second. But first, I just got another message two minutes ago. Jesse, thank you for the promo code. My pillow's the best. My pillow stuff is great stuff. It's not just that Mike Lindell is a patriot who's out there fighting for the country. They've kicked the guy out of the big box stores. He's still killing it because his products are so good. They have a 60-day money-back guarantee. But the deals they offer are incredible. If you use the promo code Jesse right now, you get 50% off my slippers. The slippers they have. He took over two years developing these things. They are so comfortable. It's like you're walking on a cloud. Go get yourself a pair. Get the wife a pair because they're 50% off. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Use the promo code JESSE for 50% off. Or... You can call 800-845-0544, 800-845-0544. Use the promo code JESSE. Enjoy. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com Yeah, um, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! I mean... (laughs) It is the Jesse Kelly Show. That's my favorite pro wrestling sound we ever play on this show. (laughs) Anyway, uh, just to finish up my story before we get back to some emails and stuff here. I was a wrestling fan when I was a kid, a huge professional wrestling fan. And I loved it, absolutely loved it. And if you want to know how I am, why I am the way I am, I go up to my father at one point, and I'm young. I'm I'm six or seven years old, and I tell my dad how much I love wrestling or I'm talking about wrestling. I'm sure I was being obnoxious about it because I never stopped talking. And my dad just looks at me and says, you know it's not real, right? I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. It just absolutely bursts my bubble. And then, and this is the worst part. They say you always turn into your father. And even if you don't think you're going to, right? Maybe maybe you want to, maybe you don't want to, but you really don't think you're going to. I realized I did the day I told my kids that Santa Claus wasn't real. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. Luke was six years old. James was eight years old. I felt like I wasn't saying it to be cruel. I was not saying it to be cruel. I felt like I was lying to them. I, I, you know, they wake up, their gifts under the trees. Oh, Santa came, Santa came. I know it's weird. I know it's weird. I, oh, I just always felt like I'm lying to the kids. I mean, there's no friggin' Santa Claus. And what? how long do you have to raise them before you're like, oh, psych, mom and dad were lying. Isn't that hilarious? So I felt bad about it. I call the boys in, sit them down for a heart-to-heart, and I tell them, hey, <clears throat> all those gifts under the tree, they're from us. They're from your grandparents, your aunts. You, boys, there's no Santa Claus. No one comes down the chimney. All that stuff, it's just, it's just made up. And I just had this very heart-to-heart conversation with them about it. 
They just chose not to believe me. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. It took another two or three years. They would just continue to talk about Santa this and Santa that. And I would look at them and I'd say, I thought we talked about that. And they would just kind of look at me with this blank stare and move on. I guess people see what they want to see. (laughs) All right. This email says, Jesse via Chris, if Chris exists. (laughs) I heard you talking about people hitting on your your wife if you... If you were to pass, I'm 6'7", and even though I'm sure you probably ruined her for the rest of us, I just wanted you to know that if you have life insurance, and if not, I can sell you some. (laughs) That's that's not very nice. Dear Oracle Miniguns of Tex-Mex Kingdoms, Protector of the Phone Lines, Hamburger Recipe Lord, and Kami Dogma Destroyer III, Just listen to your segment with Dave Reboy and the discussions about the amount of cowardice and lack of fight present in Americans at all the mandates. Couldn't agree more with you two. It's been enlightening, enraging, and disheartening to see so many of our fellow Americans, especially those on the right, just roll over and accept accept anti-freedom mandates. The system and all its demagogues are now preaching that freedom is somehow dangerous. Many soft-headed idiots are accepting this doctrine and enforcing it. Not sure how we get out of this mess, mess or if we ever will. Keep up the fight. I love the show and the burger recipe. Uh, for you new listeners that don't know what they're talking about, I'm not doing it again now because I've done it again a couple months ago. I'll do it again in another couple months. I uh, make the world's best cheeseburgers. And I mean, it's not even close. I make the world's best cheeseburgers. We actually are going to get the recipe up on the website. It's not on the website yet, but it's something we're going to do. Look, I am worried about my fellow Americans. I am. There was another poll out today. Another one. They're, They're coming out every day now. The truth is you and me, we're in the minority. 60%, 60%, again, roughly 58, 59, 60% of Americans, men, women, everybody, they love these mandates. We're a minority. That's not the end of the world. It can be a lot of fun being the rebellious minority, and we're going to have to make it fun because it's going to stay that way. But we're the minority. Jeff in Rhode Island. Jeff, go. Jeff got hung up on. Johnny, go hey there the bear hunt is on in new jersey there jesse you can come get your cloak all the bears are going to be disguised as phil murphy so you gotta take <laughs> careful aim with your 30 johnny we can't talk like that on the air phil murphy do we have our phil murphy audio gosh that's the best audio this is my favorite audio in the sh- in the show's history uh, a little history behind the audio before we play it Phil Murphy is the absolute scumbag governor of New Jersey. Just total trash. And, of course, like all the rest of them, he, he's not actually scared about coronavirus. He doesn't care about it at all. And he passed down this mandate where, you know, New Jersey people weren't allowed to go out, weren't allowed to do anything, no big groups. And then a group of clearly a little bit drunk New Jersey women find him in a, in a restaurant eating at a table of seven or eight with his family, and they just unload on him. It's the best. Oh my God! Hey, how you doing? Oh my God, Murphy! How you doing? Such a. You're having fun with your family. In the meantime, you're having all kind of other bullshit. No, no, I'm not drunk. As a matter of fact, put your mask on. You can go. Yourself. How's
mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing wrong with me. I like your Trump phone. It's the best because it's so New Jersey. It's just the best. It's the absolute best. All right. I promise you some uh, Virginia Tech stuff. Remember. Remember, uh, by the way, guys, go ahead and look up tuition for Virginia Tech. I need Virginia Tech tuition while I read this. Exclusive. Virginia Tech syllabus apologizes for instructors' white skin. A human and family science instructor at Virginia Tech University recently apologized to her students of color for her whiteness and encouraged white students to join her on this journey. <laughs> Gosh, these friggin' people of confronting inherent biases. Duncan Lane created a "Who Am I" section in her human development series uh, 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 syllabus. You'll love this. I'm gonna read you it. I'm a Caucasian cisgender female. What is this cisgender thing? I don't even know what this word means. I hear these people are psychopaths. I'm a Caucasian cisgender female and first generation college student from Appalachia who's Scottish, British, and, and, and Norwegian heritage. I'm married to a cisgender male. Gosh. And we are middle class. While I did not, quote, ask for the many privileges in my life, <laughs> I have benefited from them and will continue to benefit from them whether I like it or not. This is injustice. I am, I am and will continue to work daily basis to be anti-racist and to confront the innate racism within myself that is the reality and history of white people. I want to be better every day. I will transform every day. This work terrifies me every day. <laughs> Look, how much is it? What's Virginia Tech tuition? $30,000? Per year, 30,000 bucks a year. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I, I do have to address this. I, I have to address it uh, here for just a couple minutes. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, obviously not, not at the top of my list as my favorite groups in the country, but Larry Nassar was a monster. And he preyed on young female gymnasts for a long time. And the things Michaela Maroney and Simone Biles were saying today in front of Congress, they should really give people a whole lot of pause into our federal law enforcement system. They had legal, legitimate evidence of child abuse and did nothing. If they're not going to protect me, I want to know who are they trying to protect? What's even more upsetting to me is that we, now, we know that these FBI agents have committed an obvious crime. They falsified my statement, and that is illegal in itself. Yet no recourse has been taken against them. The Department of Justice refused to prosecute these individuals. Why? That's a young lady who was assaulted, went to the FBI. They promptly did nothing. And... It sounds like they did more than nothing. It sounds like they did something, and it was really bad. 
After telling my entire story of abuse to the FBI in the summer of 2015, not only did the FBI not report my abuse, but when they eventually documented my report 17 months later, they made entirely false claims about what I said. They chose to lie about what I said and protect a serial child molester rather than protect not only me, but countless others. USA Gymnastics, in, in concert with the FBI and the Olympic Committee, were working together to conceal that Larry Nassar was a predator. That's a big deal, but uh, I don't want you to think that was just one disgruntled gymnast. There was gymnast after gymnast after gymnast coming through. This is the famed Simone Biles. We suffered and continue to suffer because no one at FBI, USAG, or the USOPC did what was necessary to protect us. We have been failed and we deserve answers. In reviewing the OIG's report, it truly feels like the FBI turned a blind eye to us and went out of its way to help protect USAG and USOPC. A message needs to be sent. If you allow a predator to harm children, the consequences will be swift and severe. Enough is enough. So what does it take to get the FBI to stand up for you? Do you, do you have to be a Democrat running for president? I mean, is that, is that what it takes? Do you have to lie about some race hoax? Uh, I found a garage pull string. Remember that idiot Bubba Wallace with NASCAR? Of course, I don't know why people were shocked about this. I told everyone it was coming. As soon as all that George Floyd stuff happened, Bubba Wallace immediately comes out. Wait a minute. Do I have that right? Bubba Wallace? It is Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace immediately comes out and puts a Black Lives Matter on his car. And I said, oh, here we go. The newest grifter. And sure enough, a week later, oh, a garage pull straight. I found a noose. Someone left a noose. And it was quite obviously a garage pull string to anybody who could see it. And yet, the FBI sent a team down there. The FBI has been combing the country since January 6th and is still currently combing the country for some people who wandered into the Capitol building, half of whom thought they were allowed in there. But if you're the USA Gymnastics team... And you walk in and tell the FBI, hey, that guy over there, uh, he's a monster. He not only has done this to me, he's done this to a million other young ladies. What are you going to do about it? They'll not only ignore it, they'll lie on his behalf. What exactly is it going to take for people to wake up and realize we need massive changes within all of our federal government? It is really, really, really bad out there. And if young ladies, if young ladies don't have any recourse out there, where does that leave them? Because I will tell you, it is not lost on me that young women are, I mean, women in general, they're smaller and they're weaker and they're more vulnerable. And if people aren't going to protect them at all, they're completely screwed. If young women can't trust going to the FBI and reporting something terrible, where does that leave them? I'll tell you what. This organization, I'll tell you what. Hi, Jesse. I'm retired now and drive a school bus for extra money. 
I taught the kids the Frito Bandito song, and we sing it every day going down the road. We sure do get some looks at stoplights, especially the I, 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 I parts. <laughs> Thanks for the fun, and he signs it a Florida fan. You know what? Play the Frito Bandito song for everybody. We need it. I, 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 I. I am the Frito Bandito, I like Fritos corn chips, I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips, I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, 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 Frito. Oh, isn't it so beautiful? And now that it's stuck in your head, let us get back to the news. Why am I telling you, get out of California? We need you in places like Florida and Texas. I'm not only telling it, I'm not only telling you that on our behalf. This headline shows I'm telling you that on your behalf. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis threatens heavy fines for local governments that impose vaccine mandates. Yeah, that's right. The day after the recall, L.A. County has announced you basically have to mask, vax, indoors, everywhere. They're locking down the state. Why wouldn't they now? They just had a recall that failed. They feel totally comfortable with it. Your state is going to spend the next, I don't know how long, but it's going to be a long time abusing you. They're going to spend the next long period of time doing everything they can to abuse you. There are states out there, their government, they're going to be spending the next however long trying to protect you. There is a huge difference in standard of living and way of living. There is a huge difference. And I am somebody who has lived in the bluest of blue areas and the reddest of red areas. And I'm telling you, it is better when you live where it's red. It is. We don't have cultural institutions on our side anymore. We lost them all. We lost every one of them. We lost the federal government. But all is not lost. We have states. We have states, and states still have not all power, but a significant amount of power in this country. Get there. Get your family there. Get your friends there and fortify them so these scumbags can't ruin everything. Ron DeSantis making a run for president here. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker won't say when the mask mandate will end. Well, yeah, of course he won't say. Why do you, th- why do you think he won't say? He won't say for the same reason. Look, they had the famed Dr. Fauci all over the news yesterday, and they were asking him, when's it going to end? When can we do this? And it was a whole bunch of, well, I mean, maybe in a little while. I'm not sure. We got it has to be lots of us and a bunch of us, and there was never any concrete information. You know why there's never any concrete information? Because they don't ever want it to end. They're never, ever going to stop abusing you until you push back. Never. All right. We got headlines. I didn't get to, and I have one more little analogy for you. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? 
Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show final segment. And do not forget tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I I understand it's Thursday. I haven't forgotten the days of the week. But remember, Friday, my sons and I were going to wake up in the morning, suit up, clean our weapons, make sure we're, don't roll your eyes, Chris, make sure we're ready for battle. And then we have to go out there and defend America. We have to go dove hunting. Make sure those doves will not take this country down. It's them or us. So do me a favor. Bow your head, say a prayer for us tonight. Make sure we come out of this whole thing alive. So tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, even though it's Thursday. Email your questions into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Try to remember to put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line. Look, I brought it up earlier in the show and I meant it. What you're seeing about Millie, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, committing high treason and then defending himself, not even denying it. And then everyone in the administration steps up and denies it. I mean, I mean, Kirby, Pentagon spokesman, flat out said, yeah, I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. Is there anything unusual that you've seen or that is the defense secretary concerned about the reports that General Milley um, uh, inserted himself into the tried to stop the president at the time from having the ability to launch nuclear weapons? Um, I can't speak to the validity, but I see nothing in what I've read that would uh, that would cause any concern. <laughs> I don't see what the big deal is. It's look, it's just the chairman of the Joint Chiefs telling China we're going to let them know before we attack. I don't see what the problem is. What? When Donald Trump got elected, he was such a threat to the system. They just decided anything and everything was acceptable in order to remove him. And they ruined the place while they did it. It would be like you coming home and you finding uh, or finding out there's a gigantic spider somewhere in your house. And so instead of looking for it, setting some traps, maybe calling the exterminator, you immediately get out the hammer and start smashing through your walls into the drywall looking for the spider. And you can't find it there. So you pull out a pick and you start ripping up your floors and ripping up your floorboards. And then you're convinced it must be in the attic somewhere, maybe hiding in in the insulation. You know what's the best way? Let's just light a fire and we'll torch the attic. And soon your home is smoldering rubble. And there's that fire all burnt crispy. You finally got him. Woohoo! We got him, guys! But then you turn around and the house is gone. They destroyed this country with their attempts to get rid of Donald Trump. And people don't see it yet because you're only seeing the very, very, very beginnings of it. What they have done is they have permanently adjusted the things society views as normal, left and right. People on the left now, they genuinely believe, well, I mean, if there's a Republican who's a who's a Nazi, and let's remember, these guys think every Republican's a Nazi. If there's a Republican who's a Nazi, you can do anything, even treason. The left believes that. On the right, the right is starting to develop teeth. The right is starting to decide, okay, no rules. Sounds good. I'd like my own chairman of the Joint Chiefs. I'd like him to make some phone calls to someone else on my behalf. I want my own FBI director. 
I'm going to appoint my guy. When I do, I want him to go down to the FISA court, and I want him to get permission to spy on Democrats. Oh, does that sound mean? Oh, is that wrong? You see, the toothpaste doesn't go back in the tube. When you decide to go all in, I mean, it's great. It's a great look in the movie, those poker movies, when they're sitting around playing poker and he takes all his chips, you know, real James Bond moment, and he pushes them all to the center of the table. Man, that looks so cool when it works out and he wins. Woohoo, I'm rich. You know why poker players don't do a ton of that? Because sometimes you lose and then it's game over. They put all the chips in the center of the table and oh, oh they got rid of Trump, impeached him twice. Some kind of shaky stuff going on during the election. Trump's gone. Good work. You did it. But in so doing, you permanently, permanently adjusted what this society views as norms. And that toothpaste does not go back in the tube. Back to the headlines I didn't get to. Judge blocks medical worker vaccine mandate in New York State. Yeah, because they sued. Again, I know you're scared. I know you're worried. I get it. I'm not telling you not to be. Get a lawyer. Be smart. Fight smart. Get a lawyer. Sue. Go after them. They're going after you. Headline. Biden hires group to help bring expelled illegals back to the United States of America. Remember this. Always, always, always remember this. The destruction, it's intentional. Headline. China's Navy is patrolling near Alaska. Well, yeah. What have we shown China? Name one thing we've shown China in the last eight months that would dissuade them at all from flexing on us a little bit. What do you think that doddering old fool in the White House is going to do? It's what, 9 o'clock back east right now? Joe Biden's probably been in bed for three hours right now. They'll wake him up and give him his pinky in the morning. Of course China's going to flex on us. We've done nothing but show the world we're just going to grab our ankles for everybody. Headline. Time is running out. Iran could have the ability to build a nuclear weapon in one month. And I just want everyone to understand what that means. Israel understandably has no faith. Chris, don't, don't cheer when I say Israel. Israel understandably has no faith that Joe Biden will actually do anything. Do you think Israel is just going to sit back? Is there anything in Israel's history that has indicated to you they're just going to say, oh, well, I guess we'll just roll the dice and hope everything works out? There are potentially some very, very, very wild times coming. Wild times coming. Israel cannot afford to live in a world of a nuclear Iran. Well, don't turn off the news. Tomorrow, Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. It's going to be so much fun. That's all.